this is Brett and welcome to the Carpenters Union. As noted in our earlier study, Jacob cursed his two sons in Genesis 49, Simeon and Levi. Both cursed, both prohibited a long-lasting territory that would add to their legacy. One disappears with no definable territory, and one is raised up to prominence with no definable territory. Why the difference? Well, we're going to get to that in chapter 21. But before we get to chapter 21, we will touch on chapter 20, where we learn a little bit about how justice will be carried out in this new nation of Israel. So, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom, knowledge, insight, and understanding. Lord, help us to find application from your word. Lord, I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So something to point out here in chapter 20, as we set the stage, is that in the nation of Israel, there was no police, no police department. So if there was any kind of a crime, well, the family from which the damage was done to, they were given the right to rise up and go after the perpetrator who hurt them and take out revenge on them. So here in chapter 20, we're going to read some aspects of the cities of refuge. Starting in verse 1, the Lord said to Joshua, Now, tell the Israelites to designate the cities of refuge as I instructed Moses. Anyone who kills another person accidentally and unintentionally can run to one of these cities. They will be places of refuge from relatives seeking revenge for the person who was killed. Upon reaching one of these cities, the one who caused the death will appear before the elders at the city gate and present his case. They must allow him to enter the city and give him a place to live among them. If the relatives of the victim come to avenge the killing, the leaders must not release the slayer to them, for he killed the other person unintentionally and without previous hostility. But the slayer must stay in that city and be tried by the local assembly, which will render a judgment. And he must continue to live in that city until the death of the high priest, who was in office at the time of the accident. After that, he is free to return to his own home in the town from which he fled. The following cities were designated as cities of refuge. Kadesh of Galilee, in the hill country of Naphtali, Shechem, in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. On the east side of the Jordan River, across from Jericho, the following cities were designated, Bezer, in the wilderness plain of the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth, in Gilead, in the territory of the tribe of Gad, and Golan, in Bashan, in the land of the tribe of Manasseh. These cities were set apart for all the Israelites as well as the foreigners living among them. Anyone who accidentally killed another person could take refuge in one of these cities. In this way, they could escape being killed in revenge prior to standing trial before the local assembly. So he could run to these cities, three on both sides of the Jordan, then a trial by the elders. And if innocent, he could stay in the city until the high priest dies. Great picture of how our great high priest, Jesus, when he died, 
set us free from our mortal enemy who is chasing us, Satan himself, who has sought our souls. You know, it's interesting as well as the names, the definitions of these different cities has a great picture and plan of salvation. Kadesh means holy place. Shechem means to shoulder. Hebron means fellowship. Bezer means remote fortress, or it also means gold ore. Ramoth means heights. Golan means their captivity, their rejoicing. <laughs> what a neat picture. What a neat picture of refuge and salvation. Lord, So as we progress now to chapter 21, verse 1, it says, Then the leaders of the tribe of Levi came to consult with Eleazar the priest, Joshua the son of Nun, and the leaders of the tribes of Israel. They came to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us towns to live in and pasture lands for our livestock. So by the command of the Lord, the people of Israel gave the Levites the following towns and pasture lands out of their own grants of land. Now, Levites worked in the tabernacle and took care of the spiritual life of the people of Israel. All the priests came from the tribe of Levi, but it's important to note that not all Levites were priests. So because they were not given a land allotment, they were spread out across the land. They were spread out across 48 cities. No person would be more than 10 miles away from a Levitical community. This gives a good reason to have home groups spread out for spiritual coverage. Anyway, back to that curse that Jacob had laid down on his two sons, Simeon and Levi, there in chapter 49. And as I mentioned before, both were cursed. One disappears, no definable territory. Levi's curse was reversed, and Levi was given an even greater inheritance, the Lord himself. When was this reversed? Well, about 40 years earlier, when Moses came down from the mountain carrying the stones of the law, and he began to see all the immorality that was taking place. And Moses, in his anger, says, Who is on the Lord's side? And only one tribe said, we will deal with it. And that was the Levites. They unsheathed their swords and went throughout the camp and executed all the evildoers, friends and family alike. A very difficult task for sure. But you know, they had learned and knew that sin brings a curse and sin could not go unchecked. Simeon did not take the invitation by Moses. No, Simeon just basically caved in. They never stood up. They never stood out. They just went with the flow. They did not get radical enough. They just wanted to fit in. So much so that the land that they would be given would be absorbed into the tribe of Judah and they would no longer stand out. That is the simple difference. Sounds like a real good lesson for teenagers who desire to fit in with the gang. Always endeavor to make a stand for Jesus. 
always stand up, and then you will stand out. Well, the punishment is still there, but the curse of that punishment is now reversed, and the Levites actually gain the Lord instead. You know, if we mess up, yep, consequences will remain and will be carried out. But if we repent, the curse and the sting of that failure are taken away. Lord, from here on out, I'm going your way. I know I messed up, and I accept the consequences. Things may still be destroyed, but new doors will be opened, and new opportunities will present themselves, ones in which I can draw near to you, Lord. Lamentations 3.24, it says, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. He is my portion. I need nothing else. In verse 41, it continues to read, that the total number of towns and pasture lands within the Israelite territory given to the Levites came to 48. Every one of these towns had pasture lands surrounding it. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. What a way to wrap up this part of this conversation. Everything that the Lord had spoken came true. You know, there were two men, same sin. One tribe learned the lesson and chose to repent, and one tribe didn't. So, what scenario best describes you? Levi's scenario or Simeon's? If you align more with Simeon, then, like Simeon, you will run the risk of a similar fate. You'll disappear, and soon you will really fit in. So much so that you won't be able to be identified in your Christian walk. Brothers and sisters, let that not be you. Make that choice to repent. Thank you again for joining me here today. I truly pray that the things that we discussed are applicable in your life. Continue to run to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I just pray that his face continually shines upon you. In Jesus' name I pray. 